Welcome to Life Study of the Bible, a presentation of Living Stream Ministry. Witness Lee, a servant of the Lord for over seven decades, culminated his ministry with a 21-year book-by-book exposition of the entire Bible, which he called Life Study. This Life Study is the basis for our program today and includes short portions of the spoken messages given by Witness Lee. Now, let's join today's program. At a certain point in the gospel service of the slave savior, the gospel of Mark gives us a most interesting account. Traveling far to the north of Jerusalem and even of Galilee, the Lord Jesus and his disciples came to the region of Tyre and Sidon, a land not of the Jews, but of the Gentiles. Mark chapter 7, and also in Matthew in chapter 15, we have the story of one such Gentile, a woman who approaches Jesus because of the sickness of her daughter. What follows is truly remarkable. It's an account of the encounter that takes place when this woman refuses to be turned away because she lacked a proper standing. And she finds a way, using the Lord's own words, to get what she was so desperately seeking. I love this story, and Bill Lawson is with us uh, to fellowship. I think this is a portion, Bill, that most believers are really drawn to because we can't help but have an affinity for this poor woman, can we? Right. This is really a classic here in the short Gospel of Mark of 16 chapters showing, of course, outwardly you see a lot of compassion there. You see a lot of mercy there. You see this desperate woman who desperately wants to have her daughter healed. And then the way she interacts with the Lord is marvelous. And she really, in a sense, she gets what she wants (laughs) kind of in a roundabout way. The Lord, of course, unveiling himself to her, not as merely a healer, but the bread of life to her. There are a few of these accounts in the Gospels where, uh, of course, the Lord's ministry at that time was really targeted towards uh, his people by birth, the, uh, the, you know, the Jewish race and those of the Jewish faith. And uh, he came to them, of course, later at the end of the gospel accounts, we realize that for the most part, they rejected him. And ultimately a way was made, a door was opened up for all the Gentiles. This taking place in the book of Acts. But we have these few isolated accounts, particularly I'm recalling the Roman centurion who comes, Mm -hmm. who also is able to get a portion and now this story, of, which is known as the story of the Syrophoenician woman. Let's talk about this title, Bill. Another Gentile who is persistent and displays much greater faith than the Lord was uh, uh, you know, seeing in those that he had really come to save at that time. Right. When you mentioned this, Chris, I'm reminded also of John chapter 1, where John talks about the, the Lord came to his own, and his own did not receive him. Right. So here's a case where the uh, Jews are gradually rejecting him, and then eventually they reject him outright. But here is this, like you say, this typical Gentile. I mean, she's, in a sense, a threefold Gentile, right? Yeah. She's Syrian by tongue, by language. She's Phoenician by race. And uh, she's a descendant of the Canaanites. So she has like a threefold, I'm really a Gentile background, (laughs) yet she has the boldness 
as a Gentile woman, no standing, no ground to come to the Lord, because the Lord, we know, first went to his own, the Jews, yet she had the boldness to come to him. It's, it's quite an account here. I think our listeners will enjoy our program today very much, and there's several wonderful points, but a good focus to the program. Let's look at a few of these verses. It's not a long section. Beginning in Mark chapter 7, verse 24, it says, And he rose up from there and went away into the borders of Tyre and Sidon. And entering into a house, he wanted no one to know about it, yet he could not escape notice. But a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard about him, and immediately she came and fell at his feet. Now the woman was a Greek, Syrophoenician by race, and she asked him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, First let the children be satisfied, for it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. All right, here's Witness Lee with our first portion, Bill. The Lord answered the request of a Syro-Phoenician woman. You have to realize this one was, number one, a Greek, number two, a Syrian. And in Matthew chapter 15, uh, she is called a Canaanite woman. So this lady was a typical gentle in manifold. Yet she came to request the Lord to do something for her. Listen, because she is too much a gentle. The Lord said, I cannot throw the bread of the children to a little dog. That means to you. You are qualified, so qualified, but only good to be a little dog. You are just a dog. You can never be a child. I must first satisfy the children. Their sins, we all have to realize, in John, the Lord told them clearly, he was the bread of life. And he came down from the heavens to be the bread of life to satisfy the world. Yeah? But in the uh, synoptic gospels, there is not such a word. It is up to this case, the word bread came out of his mouth. You see, the bread must first satisfy the children. Such a word indicating that he was not there merely doing miracles, but he was there feeding. He was there feeding the hungry children. And this indicates strongly that whatever he has done in the preceding chapters was a kind of feeding. And we all know feeding is a kind of dispensing. This word, dispensing, has a root word. And the root word really means to distribute food. Just like Joseph in the Old Testament time, he distributed food. So he was a good steward carrying out a stewardship. Now... Here is a real Joseph, Jesus. He is here right now dispensing himself as a rich food. When this typical gentle came to him, 
he opened up himself to let her know what he was there. He was the bride. He was the bride feeding the hungry children. Bill, very interesting. Of course, the Gospel of John has a strong emphasis on this matter of the Lord being the bread which came down from heaven, and he came to feed, and the ones followed him because he fed them, not because of the miracles. But here is is a case where he uses this woman's seeking. She is seeking a miracle. Let's face it, she wants a cure for her daughter, so she is seeking a certain thing. But he uses this opportunity to connect with the way he's unveiled in John chapter 6 and other places as the bread, doesn't he? That's true, Chris. It seems like we believers are typical believers because we always want the outward things taken care of. If the Lord can make everything right outwardly, you know, if we're sick, we get healed. If we're poor, he'll give us money. Yes. You know, if we're short of something in our personality, the Lord will somehow improve our behavior. We're always looking at the outward things. We want the outward situation changed and so on. Uh, But the Lord, his intention is to be the real life and life supply within us, to feed us. Like, Like Brother Lee said, to dispense himself, to distribute himself into us. This is the Lord's real work here in the Gospel of Mark. I, um, have the experience of having a couple of little dogs at home, and I, uh, they're always looking for, you know, a handout. But when there are uh, family members to take care of, of course, you wouldn't take their portion and first offer it to the dog. This, uh, right. this would cause a deep offense, wouldn't it, among, right. in most households, and it surely would in ours. Of course, our dogs have learned that after the meal, uh, there's usually uh, some morsels left right. over. Right. And uh, so the Lord has this uh, interesting way that he engages this woman, of course, realizing she is seeking. Um, but he makes the point, doesn't he, that uh, her standing here at this juncture before, you know, the door has been opened to the Gentiles in a full way. Her standing is really not one that entitles her to a portion from the master, does it? That's right. Of course, I think if we were there, we would probably be offended to such a point that we would walk away or whatever, but she just remained there, you know, realizing she didn't have the proper status as a child, a part of the children of Israel, yet the Lord really had mercy on her and used, like you say, Chris, used this situation to show God's deepest desire and intention is to be life to us, not just to heal us outwardly and make things right. His intention is to be life, to distribute himself as the life and life supply and food supply to us, just like Joseph in the Old Testament. Right. Joseph had all the food at one time, so everybody had to go to Joseph for the food. You could have the millions in Egypt and that, but money meant nothing then because nobody had the food. So the Lord here was a real Joseph, you know, in as far as supplying her and feeding her as a real lesson for us that what we need the most is the Lord as the bread of life to us to satisfy us. We're going to stay on this theme uh, related to the Lord revealing himself in such a way, as you said, the real Joseph, the one who has uh, charge or stewardship over all of the stores, all of the storehouses where the riches of God are really held and kept. In John 6, verse 26, Jesus answered them and said, truly, truly, I say to you, you seek me not because you have seen signs, but because you ate of the bread and were filled. And in verse 51, I am the living bread which came down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he shall live forever. Bill, we've been 
in the Christian life for mm-hmm. some many years, years now, you and I, I know. Right. And we can, uh, I think, attest to the Lord's word. We really follow because we've eaten of the bread and have been filled, don't we? That's right. Whoever feeds us, that's where we know the supply comes from. And I know in my particular background with so many teachings and doctrines and and forms and and ordinances in the Christian realm, uh, I was really starving to death. And I could testify when I came across Brother Lee's ministry back in 1969, I began to eat of a Christ that I had never experienced before. The Lord really began to be my bread of life to me. It was Mm -hmm. marvelous. Let's go on. Here's Witness Lee with our second portion. The problem is this. No need to say, in the early days, all those who got the benefit of Lord's ministry didn't know his ministry was feeding people. They didn't know. No need to say, then, I tell you, even today, among so many Christians, a lot of practices of uh, healing, uh, miracles. Have you ever heard that uh, the healings, uh, the uh, miracles, uh, are the Lord's feeding? Even I myself never had this kind of thought. But the Lord Jesus opened up the real situation, showing people that whatever he did was not just a kind of a practice, a miracle. That was a feeding. Whatever he did was a feeding. He was distributing himself as bread, as food supply. We don't need miracles. We don't need healing. What we actually need? Feeding. We need the life supply. We need the bread. This is another step to uh, carry out uh, his gospel service. The Lord used the Ten Commandments to expose man's inward situation of man's heart That was a step. And after that, here's another step taken by the Lord to indicate that the inner significance of his gospel service is to distribute himself as food. You, the Greek, Syrian, Phoenician, Canadian woman, you think you need me to heal your daughter. Actually, you need me to be your bride. So here, the Gospel of Mark is going step by step. Now, this is a crucial step. A step of what? Of bread. My goodness. Without the Lord's Word telling us such a point, we could never dream. It is so easy for us to understand that he was a great physician, Right? It's also not too hard for us to understand he was the bridegroom. It is also easy for us to know him as the emancipator. Who could dream that the Lord is the bride? But, you see, in his answer to this gentle woman, he indicates he is the children's bride. Bill, it truly is marvelous, but we need help, just like this woman needed help. We think, you pointed out in our last uh, time together, uh, we think that we need the Lord to do this, to do that, to solve this problem, take care of that one. But we all have the same need as this woman, don't we? That's really so. 
especially Brother Lee's word here about the, the miracles, the healings, these kind of things. Of course, every human being desires those kind of things. No doubt in the Lord's gospel service here, he's raising the dead, he's healing the sick, he's casting out demons, he's doing all these things. And here, no doubt, this woman, way up there in Tyre and Sidon, she no doubt heard about this man that was healing all his people, so she probably realized, aha, here's my chance. My daughter is desperately sick. She's demon-possessed. Now if I get to this man, and then he'll do something for my daughter, and then I'll be all set. But the Lord used that to show that he really wants to be our food and food supply. So it's a real lesson for us. Again, the Lord is after the inward reality, not just the outward changes and so. So the Lord really wants to be the bread of life. Even in John, there's a case there where eventually all the people ran after him since the Lord wanted to make him a king. Yeah, that's but right. But the Lord doesn't want to be you know, a king to rule over people outwardly. He wanted to be the bread of life to them inwardly so he could live within them. So uh, that also relates here to uh, Mark chapter 7. Yeah, this takes a reorienting, a rethinking, and a really a renewing of our mind to see mm-hmm. what the Lord really is offering, what our real portion is. Mm-hmm. We need that in inward feeding, and he is just so desirous of being able to distribute, to dispense these riches into his people day by day. That's right. Let's pick up the exchange now between uh, the Lord and this woman. He has said in verse 27, we read a moment ago, uh, for it's not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. So in a sense, she should have been just uh, humiliated by this, but (laughs) she responds in such a marvelous way in 28... And she answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, but even the little dogs under the table eat of the little children's crumbs. And he said to her, Because of this word, go, the demon has gone out of your daughter. And she went away to her house and found the little child lying on the couch and the demon gone out. Whoa. Wow. Tremendous. Here's Witness Lee with our last segment. Verse 27 says, And he said to her, Let the children be satisfied first. For it is not good to take the children's bread and throw it to the little dogs. And this woman answered and said to him, Yes, Lord, you are right. I don't (laughs) deny. I don't debate. But even the little dogs under the table You see, right after the Lord's word, and based upon the Lord's word, she took a standing. What is standing? That is the ground under the table. To the little dogs. Uh This Greek word means what? Pet dog. (laughs) Not well dogs. House dogs. You know, we all know, especially today in America, the pet dogs, house dogs, are hobbies. Yes, we are gentle, but we are God's hobbies. We are not the master's children, but we are the master's hobbies. Pet dogs. Based upon this Greek word, these gentle took the standing. I am not a dog outside the door, right? I am not a wild dog. I am pet dog. And the pet dog is in the table while the master is feeding the children. My portion is not upon the table. My portion is under the table. You see? She took the ground. So she caught the Lord by the Lord's bird. Uh-huh. You say, I'm a pet dog. Hallelujah. Good enough. <laughs> I have a position. 
not to eat the bread, but I have position to eat ah, the crumbs dropped from the table by the naughty children. And you have to realize, Lord Jesus, now you are not on the table. You are also under the table. It's marvelous. No wonder when the Lord Jesus heard this, the Lord got surprised. Oh, go home. You got it. I became your portion. Phil, you have to just marvel at the boldness of this woman and what, you know, the Lord was able to see through all of this. This boldness and and her wisdom was really evidence of tremendous faith here, wasn't it? Right. The Lord definitely, we know, he came to the Jews right first to be everything to them. Yeah. And also mainly to be their life and life supply and food supply. But we know on the table, the Jews became the naughty children and they rejected the Lord as their life and life supply and food and everything. So the Lord, in a sense, discarded them. And in a sense, they, in a sense, threw him off the table to be under the table. (laughs) So uh, now, if we are standing as Gentiles, we didn't even have the standing to be at the table. Our standing is under the table here. So she took that ground. At the beginning, she approached the Lord and said, Lord, which is the title of the Lord's divinity. And then she said, Son of David. But the Lord did not acknowledge that because the Son of David is only a term that the Jews could use. So she was trying to be a little bit sneaky here to confess that he's not only Lord in divinity, but uh, the Son of Man in humanity. But the Lord did not answer that, did not acknowledge that. But when it came to the matter of the crumbs under the table, then she picked that up and realized, that's very good. I'm not qualified to call you the son of David. I'm not qualified to enjoy the riches on the table, but I'm a little pet dog under the table. And as such, now I'm qualified to enjoy the Lord as the crumbs under the table. Marvelous. And he's so moved in this demonstration of her faith and her seeking. He grants her the portion she's after. I believe also she got some crumbs to eat herself that day, didn't she? That's right. We need to be uh, those who approach the Lord every day, Bill, and uh, whether we approach him on the table, under the table, out the door, for us today, we know he is available as the food, as the real life supply. He is really the Joseph. And that, uh, uh, when we come to him on that basis, don't you just sense the Lord just always enjoys, you get the feeling, when his seekers come to him in this way, wanting to enjoy him in this kind of way. Yeah, that's right. Uh, There's really a transfer of birthright. We know the Lord eventually picked up uh, Abraham to begin the race of Israel, and then he worked with the Jews for thousands of years. And then eventually he came to be everything to them, and then they rejected him, we know. So in a sense, the birthright got transferred to the Gentiles. So here is a very wise woman who realized that even though the Lord was rejected on one hand by the children and was discarded to be under the table, she could also have a portion and was not left with nothing, but she could be very, very much richly fed by him. Bill, how about if we take this word... And when we wake up to spend time with the Lord, we would all say, Lord, today I just want to enjoy you, even as the crumbs under the table. I take my portion in my standing mm-hmm. because of what you have accomplished. Lord Jesus, feed me. Right. 
Bill, enjoyable time. Uh, marvelous fellowship. I really have uh, gotten so much out of these life studies from the Gospel of Mark. How about you? You've been here for a few now already, and it's mm-hmm. really been a delightful journey so far, hasn't it? Really so. We don't think that much is in the short you know, Gospel of 16 chapters, but when you get into it and you get into these kind of portions, how this woman realized she has nothing, yet she took the standing of being you know, a little pet dog under the table that she could enjoy the riches. Uh, you can really see uh, Mark is a very, very rich gospel. Yeah, if you'd like to get the printed messages, we can help you with that. If you'll contact us, call our toll-free number or write to us. The toll-free number, 1-888-LIFE-STUDY, 888-543-3788. Or you can write to us. Our mailing address is Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814. Or send an email to us. Send it to radio at lsm. Dot org, and we'll help you with the uh, printed life study messages. Um, these messages are also available for you to read online. We can help you with uh, a way to explore a lot of the resources we have at our website as well. So contact us again. I'll give you the toll-free number. It's one eight 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 life study And we hope you'll stay with us for as many of these life study programs as you can. What an enjoyable portion. These crumbs under the table are a full meal, Bill. Right. And for Bill Lawson, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. Are you enjoying this program online or on a smartphone right now? Did you know there's much more from Living Stream Ministry that you can carry with you? Go to lsm.org slash ePublications to discover all that we have available for your tablet, e-reader, or smartphone. We support Kindle, Nook, iSilo, and ePub formats, which means you can read this ministry on any PC, Mac, Android, Palm, Blackberry, Sony, or Linux device. Everything from the recovery version of the Bible to the complete life study messages and a vast array of other titles by Witness Lee and Watchman Nee are now just a touch away. The Word of God is rich and weighty, but now you can take it with you wherever you go. Again, the website, lsm.org slash ePublications. Thanks for listening today.